Hello and welcome back to Andy and Eric talk about New Girl. We have just watched season seven, episode two, which was called The Tuesday Meeting. Uh, we actually were able to watch it live this time. So we actually, I mean, literally live. It was on TV and we were watching it when the commercials started rolling. We had to sit there and watch the freaking commercials. So that's how live we watched it. Literally, uh, literally live. Yeah, that's a nice British accent. As always, I am joined by uh, my cousin. Uh, we call him Mr. Diarrhea Head. <laughs> Don't give me that nickname on this one. Uh, Eric and I um, are going to talk about this. I'm going to go through the rules really quick for our format for those that maybe haven't listened to the first one. I'm going to skim through these really quick. Uh, we watch every episode of this season together. This is our way of of kind of showing our respect for a show that we has brought us so much joy. And so we're going to watch the episodes together and then record this immediately afterwards. And uh, we're going to have conversations only as long as the episode. So I, this was another typical uh, New Girl episode, about 21, 22 minutes minus the commercials. So that's as long as we're going to talk for. We're going to assume that you have seen the episode, so we're not going to worry about summarizing it or spoiling anything. We're going to give it a rating uh, from one to five Ferguson's, and we're also going to give it an MVP, also known as the True American. And there are three questions that we'll be discussing, among other things. One being, how did the episode make you feel? Two being, how do you hope, what do you hope happens next? And then, of course, we'll end on the question that we all want to know, which is, who's that girl? Eric, you seem anxious to say something. Can I, can I just point out that this is a classic Andy and Eric mess around right now? <laughs> it's classic. So Eric's favorite character has been Winston, I think probably from early on in this show. And so he's referencing uh, a pretty classic Winston line about a Winston and CC mess around. He's used that. One of our rules had been that we were only going to talk about the episode we just watched, but you just used a reference from a previous episode. We'll, uh, we'll let it slide. Thanks. This time. Thanks. Uh, but we're talking about this episode called Tuesday Meeting, uh, which we just watched, which was pretty entertaining. Um, we, coming into it, I think we had some questions after last episode. Uh, we had done the three years ahead thing. Uh, from what we could tell so far, we're still three years ahead. Uh, noticeably absent was Allie uh, from this episode. Uh, we did learn some answers to some of our questions last time. In particular, we wondered where Winston and Allie were living. And we suspected that they might be living elsewhere other than the loft. But they were? We're not really sure. Else. Yes. Yeah, we're not really sure where they live. Winston showed up in the loft. There is some question about where who was living in the loft when... Uh, Nick and Jess were in on tour for six months uh, because they had all their mail right. nicely um, assembled in a oh, basket. Nick had the ring delivered there. It was yeah. So we we don't know for sure who was living in the in the loft when they were gone, or right. if if Winston and Allie lived there. We right. know for sure that uh, Schmidt and Cece and their three year old baby Ruth, who's three year old, probably too old to be called a baby. Ruth Bader Schmidt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she. So she, she was one of the main characters in this episode, which was great. I mean, I, she was adorable. Well, that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and she also uh, provided a lot of the comedy relief. I mean, her little relationship with, as she calls him, Uncle Nick was pretty, pretty great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of putting him in his place. Yeah, absolutely. She called his um, work as an author garbage. She did. Yeah. So it wasn't just Mr. Diarrhea Head that was her was her money line. She she had a lot of good stuff. Eric, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um 
give us kind of some of your initial reactions, especially around the conversation or the question of how did this episode make you feel? Yeah, so I'm still trying to reconcile with how this episode made me feel. Um, it, to me, did not garner as many laughs as a normal episode would. Uh, but there were points that made me feel good in a sense about this episode, for, for lack of a better term. I loved um, the baby Ruth Bader Schmidt. Um, I also have to point out that my sister was texting me during this episode. And, and I know we have this rule about you know, not using cell phones as we you know, engage with, with the show that we're watching. But my sister had an awesome um, line. She was texting me in all caps now. Um, yes, go CC that boss ass feminist. And also God bless Ruth Bader Schmidt. And I thought those were two really cool storylines from the show. You know, Jess and Cece are going on this, you know, feminist quest right now to make sure that Jess is treated fairly in the workplace. And and the baby Ruth, and she, I guess she's no longer a baby, um, but Ruth Bader um, Schmidt just really, for me, stole the episode. Gut-wrenching laughing. Yeah. Just adorable. Oh, I, she's great. I thought it was awesome. I mean, she is, I have three adorable nieces who I love more than anything. Uh, but I would, I mean, if I could pick a fourth niece, I would want, I would want her. She's adorable. She pees in plants, um, <laughs> when needed. Um, she, I think she's fantastic. She yeah. seems to run the house like any three-year-old should. Um, she has turned her parents. I mean, we essentially have two new characters on the show. Two new zombies. Two new zombies. Yeah, good. <laughs> That's well said. I mean, I was going to call them sleep deprived Schmidt. No, let's just, we're, they're zombies. Uh, Cece drinks Chardonnay with coffee. Uh, we have, I mean, we have some ridiculousness. And I think in some ways, the storyline that we're seeing now, and so Eric and I are actually, as it currently stands, 10 years apart. And so you have fewer friends who have... Well, 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 I think we have the same amount of friends. We don't... I'm not talking about number <laughs> quantity of friends. I'm saying the number oh, of... Let okay. me finish. Okay, I cut you off. We have, we have a different... Like the number of friends that we have who have children of these ages, I think mm. is very different. Mm. So I have a lot, quite a few friends and my sisters have both gone through the phase of having two and three-year-olds who don't necessarily want to sleep. And I've seen the effects that has has on them. Uh, and it's pretty ridiculous to see these people who you know very well become just like a, a fraction of who they normally are. Right. Sleep deprived anyone uh, is not a good look. Oh, if I get less than eight hours a night, I'm a wreck. Yeah. And I think a parent. And they got to be getting at least less than seven. Yeah. And I think they're going to call that a huge win. <laughs> and so I'm assuming that some of the people who are watching or listening to this, and by the way, uh, Eric, we can't go much further before I call you out on introducing yourself to our subscribers in our last episode. What do you mean? I mean, you introduced yourself early on in our first episode as hello subscribers. This is Eric. Well, I figured this, this podcast is going to garner a following and we're going to have subscribers to the show. We, as it currently stands, and we have very limited uh, statistical information available to us because we're doing this the free route. We have at least dozens of people who have listened. Cool. Dozens? <laughs> that just sounds like so much. Yeah, it's not It's not yet dozens of dozens, but it's at least dozens. I like the sound of that. I like dozens. And we thank each and every one of you. 
Yeah. Whether you've subscribed, clicked on it, and listened to it for five seconds and didn't even make it to this point. And we would name you personally, but we're down to less than a dozen minutes left in this podcast. Yeah, there's dozen, the official number. <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by the number 12. <laughs> If we were a Sesame Street episode, that's what we'd be talking about. You know, one of the best numbers, not a prime number, absolutely not a prime number. No, absolutely not. But a good strong number. Yeah, it's a good strong number, Mm. a dozen. Mm. Not a baker's dozen, just Just a straight up dozen. Just a dozen. Yep. Um, So so I want to talk about how it made me feel just a little bit. I already mentioned that there was some some realization that it was similar to what I've seen my friends and my sisters go through in terms of having... Um, a young child and how that affects your sleep and your life. And then that bleeds over into your work reality because Cece is obviously not coming to work with her, with her best self. Uh, Schmidt is at home just struggling the conversations they're having on the phone with each other about just how we have to survive. Basically the way that that influences Cece's uh, advice for Jess and how that leads her uh, to get drunk during this, uh, coffee chardonnay chardonnay coffee i don't know what you'd call it chardonnay Char- Char- caffeinated chardonnay caffeinated chardonnay uh cafe chardonnay that they went to for lunch and barging in on what did you call him fancy man yeah fancy man russell yeah russell fancy man's uh divorced father club tuesday <laughs> meeting and i just feel like that's a reality although dramatized and a little bit um just over the top that's what a lot of parents of young children are experiencing is just realizing that, wow, my life is so much different and I have just a fraction of the energy that I normally do. And that makes work and everything else really, really, really difficult. And so um, I, that's what resonated with me was just seeing my friends having gone through all of that before. I also, I just loved the references to three men and a little lady and three men and a baby. And that all went right over your head. Again, yeah, the 10 year age difference of us. So you're uh, just talking gibberish right now. Yeah. So Eric, um, we didn't have a chance to talk to this about this during the episode uh, since we just watched it a few minutes ago, but three men and a baby, which was followed by three men and a little lady. Uh-huh. The sequel to this movie was a movie in the, Oh, I should have looked it up late eighties, early nineties, probably early nineties. Wow. And it starred Ted Danson, uh, who was the star of Cheers? Heard of that show? Yeah. So Cheers. Uh, he was we've, Sam. We've been to that bar. Yeah, he was. Yeah, in Boston, we went to the Cheers bar. Uh, so he was Sam Malone, and then the, also Tom Selleck, who some people know Tom Selleck for. Well, he's been in so many things, but he also was in Friends for a little while. He had one of the most iconic mustaches of the '80s and '90s, just a freaking caterpillar on his upper lip, and then Steve Gutenberg. Uh, was the third of the three men and a little lady and three men and a baby. Uh, Christy Alley, I think, was in that movie as well. I could be wrong on that. But the scene where they, where Schmidt and uh, Nick and Winston are trying to sing uh, for baby Ruth, for her to go to sleep, the good night, sweetheart, well, it's time to go. And they're totally not getting the words right. That is a scene that's an homage to this masterful uh, movie from from yesteryear so that's why i i really enjoyed that i'm sure that there are some people that got that and some people that just thought that was kind of random but that was a reference so winston bought the box set of those movies and that was how they introduced that concept yeah, hey, i'm they, gonna i'm gonna have to take your word for it yeah no it's, i it seemed funny and witty i think i got most of that right maybe some of my references were off by just a little bit but i loved i loved that for us older viewers 
that was uh, that was pure enjoyment. Um, let's turn turn uh, to Nick's uh, ongoing uh, story as a quote unquote successful author. Well, he's obviously successful. He's got a social media marketer. He does. He had he had a photo shoot. Yeah. But he also, uh, according to his editor, has has run dry on the Pepperwood Chronicles right. storyline. And right. so uh, he had to figure out kind of some new ideas. Yeah, which uh, one of those ideas was, you know, given to him by Schmidt and Winston about Mao Zedong's Little Red Book, which is the Chinese Communist Manifesto, um, basically, which <laughs> I loved working that into there as a, as a former history teacher. I, I got a pretty good kick out of that. Which he did not realize when they fed him those lines. No, which was it just made it so much more fun. So this was two friends trying to help uh, their friend who lacks some confidence and occasionally just starts to doubt himself. They tried to feed him some lines. I loved it when they read some of those lines to him. And it clearly was not written in his handwriting. Right. And he read them and said, yeah, that sounds like something I would say. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was great. And then the fact that he had to become a storyteller at the end yeah not that he wasn't already but he he found himself as an author again through storytelling so did we potentially see that scene near the end where the guys are trying to get ruth to go to bed and uncle nick is telling a story which at first she tells him is basically a crap story garbage right yeah it's garbage and then he starts telling what is i guess his story basically his 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 life story his life as a young kid growing up in chicago yeah and so it's his memoir which we're assuming now is maybe going to be his next bestseller yeah or at least book (laughs) whether it's a bestseller or not and uh maybe the the true neck miller story which we don't know a whole lot about his story true we know that he's from chicago we know was it his dad who died yeah not too long ago i think we met maybe one of his brothers or some of his family his mom i know we've met yeah we we met most of his family when he went home for his dad's funeral Yep, and the and the rest of the gang went with but otherwise we don't really know a whole lot about nick's nick's story and his back his his background right so it's possible that that's what we're going to get uh so eric with the little time we have left let's um do you have hopes for what happens next or projections yeah, I don't know. Th- this episode was tough because it didn't leave us with a good direction on where the next couple episodes are going to go. You know, we thought based on the first episode when they, when at the very end the note was slipped under the loft door. Oh that, yeah, that the loft was under new management. That's right. They didn't talk about that at all. Nothing, nothing happened with that. So that is still, you know, laying heavily in the air right now, and I'm waiting to see where that's going to go. Yep. And you know, this this episode just kind of felt like a filler. Yeah, for me. And and if I can kind of go and because I'm on a train of thought right here. Can I give it a Ferguson rating now while I'm, while I'm on the top? Yeah, let's go into the rating and if you have uh, an MVP or a true American. Yeah, so so I'm going to stick by that line I just gave a little bit ago. Th- this episode felt like a filler. It did. Um, and I can't, I can only give it a, a Ferguson rating of three for, for this episode. Yeah. You know, and a lot of my, my Ferguson ratings are based on, you know, since this is, I do consider the show to be a comedy um, you know, how much laughs is it going to give me? You know, how, how emotionally attached to the episode am I going to get? Um, didn't, didn't really do it for me this episode. Um, I very much enjoyed the character of Ruth Bader Schmidt in this episode. I, I thought she shone brightly through. Um, and I loved, you know, Jess and Cece um, going on their feminist quest. And, and I love Nick finding himself as an author. But I had to give it 
a Ferguson rating of three and no higher because it, this episode still felt like a filler for me. It didn't feel like it got us moving along in the season. I would agree with that. I think that at this point in the series, it's the seventh season. Uh, we've, I don't know the exact number. We've probably watched around 100 episodes. I, I would have to imagine we're maybe just north of 100 episodes in the series to this point. And so we're rating it against itself. And so we know the potential that this show has to be clever, funny, touching, kind of all the things that drew us in to really enjoying this show and deciding to continue with it. And so at this point, especially in the last season, when we know there's so many storylines that we're hoping they, they kind of tie up by the end. This, while we were introduced to Ruth, you know, her personality got to shine through. We got Mm -hmm. to see uh, Cece and Schmidt as parents. There's certain things that did develop. I agree that they did not actually uh, continue a lot from the first episode of this season. And so we're still left with a lot of the same questions. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give it the same score as you every single time, uh, but I would give it at most. Can we do quarter cats? Absolutely. Yeah, I get fine. I mean, we did, yeah. So we, I asked about the half cats. Last yes, so I would yes, give it a quarter will be allowed. Only because I don't want to give the same as you. I'll go a little higher and say 3.25 Ferguson's on this one. But that's, I think that feels kind of generous to it me. Kind of does, I think, it? I think three is probably the more appropriate one. So I'm just on principle not giving the same score as you. If you had said anything else, I would have said three. <laughs> um, and since you didn't, you didn't quite claim who you'd give the true American to just yet. I'm going to do that. And yeah. I'm going to say Ruth. Take the honors. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you started saying that and I was worried because that's who I was thinking already is I think that she was, I mean, she's so adorable, cute, funny, um, a great combination of Schmidt and Cece. I just, yep. I thought yep. she's a great addition yep. to have a child uh, in the mix on this, I think was great, especially her dynamic with the, with the guys. Oh my gosh. She's, she's adorable. She's, she's witty. She's cute. It's it's everything you want in a three-year-old from Schmidt and Cece. Yeah, I'm hoping that we continue to see her. Um, again, we did not see Ferguson in this episode. Mm. We can only imagine that there's some sort of a, I don't know what you'd call it. I'm guessing that... A the, catastrophe? A, <laughs> there's probably some sort of catastrophe behind the scenes. I, I would expect that the Hollywood uh, pet union is probably recognizing that New Girl is a very successful show and that Ferguson Ferguson is an in-demand kitten. Ferguson needs to be paid. And so they're trying to get him paid top dollar. And so there's probably some some stuff going on with that. And so I'm hoping that we see Ferguson make some appearances in this episode. I want Allie back because I love Winston and Allie together. Um, There's just a lot of good stuff that we're hoping to see yet uh, in the remainder of this. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm just going to go on the record now to agree with you of the True American Award okay. so needs we're... to go needs to go in in agreement yep. to Ruth Bader Schmidt. I respect that. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. We do want to give a shout out. Uh, as you notice, we have a new theme song uh, that was a gift to us. Uh, someone reached out to us online. Someone who I know, a guy named Andy Pokel and his wife Elise, were gracious enough to gift us with that theme song. And so we thank them. If you want to learn more about their music. Go to andypokel.com. That's Andy with a Y, P-O-K-E-L dot com. Uh, we'll be back next week with the new episode. I think we have to leave it with, who's that girl? And the answer, as always, is it's, it's Jess. Jess.